0: Welcome to our very first Day of the Dad podcast, recorded at the Little Brown Book Group, so if you hear pages rustling and people rushing backwards and forwards importantly, then you know why. So we're going to start off each show by talking about what's happening in parenting and fathering, if that is (laughs) right now. now. And for this week, that is your book, Keith, and I promise that we'll only do this for one episode. So, Boy Made of Blocks. Tell tell people
1: what it's about. Okay. Well, it's about a dad called Alex who has a son who is autistic, who's eight years old, and it has been incredibly challenging to bring him up. And the upshot of it has been that he's had to leave the family home. He's fallen out with his wife Jodie and it's very difficult it's very tense and stressful and he's moved out of his home and he's worried about how he's going to forge a relationship with his son going forward and his son gets into a video game called Minecraft and they realise that they can play this game together online so even when they're not together they're able to meet in the Minecraft world and it's through this video game that they forge a relationship and learn lots about each other and about fatherhood and about autism as well so. And for those who don't know Minecraft
0: is essentially a sort of building game it's like a fantasy world that's a bit like Lego where yeah. you can create a load of buildings in any way that you want, online or dig or, or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: you can sort of mine for materials, but mostly it's about making things and doing what you want with those things. There's no kind of point to it. You don't have to, there's no sort of story or narrative. You're not told to do anything. You discover everything for yourself.
0: And the tone of book's incredibly funny and touching and moving. I cried tons of times when I first read it and tons of times every other time that I've read it. And it's, it's sort of based on your
1: experience with your son, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So, um, yeah, my son, Zach, is on the autism spectrum and we did indeed play Minecraft together. I got Minecraft on the Xbox 360 and we just started messing around with it and he immediately connected with the game and I think that's because it's very much a sort of controlled, creative environment. Like, whatever you do in... Minecraft makes total sense. It's very easy to learn the rules of the game and you can just mess around and make your own rules as well. So I think it's a brilliant environment for him and maybe for children on the autistic spectrum in general because it is this amazing fantasy world with lots of creativity but yet they're very clearly defined rules. So it just feels safe. I think that's the main thing. And so Zach really, really connected with this video game and we learned that... When we played it together, I kind of discovered more about him because he was really creative in the game. And And were you finding it hard to to bond with him before that? A little bit, yeah, because it was difficult. He wasn't the sort of kid that would sit down for an hour and draw pictures. If he, he found it very difficult to express himself verbally he's got not an amazing vocabulary so it was very difficult to sort of engage with him verbally he didn't like to sort of sit around and colour and paint so he wasn't really able to express himself that way so it felt like lots of avenues were blocked but with Minecraft he could immediately build stuff and he was learning because the words of Minecraft are the actual objects in the game so you have wood, you have blocks, you have stone, you have glass so he was kind of learning these words as he was building things. So he wasn't just building houses or building castles. He was, he was like literally building a vocabulary for himself to explain his own understanding of the world. And, and part of the, re- I mean, part of the reason I love the book is I also, I should say, have
0: an autistic son who's five, about to be six. And and that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast was to mm. talk about what it's like to be a dad and to be dads for autistic kids. But also, I think the book itself, moving away slightly from it specifically is a kind of him to difference and how each child is different and how each person is different I wonder to bring you in what it's like reading as someone who has a child who's a lot younger 18 months who obviously is not autistic did you still relate to the kind of parenting in it that
2: absolutely yeah um, I mean it's written very sympathetically I think and the fact that there is this relationship with this tiny person that, that didn't exist and you have to sort of form who you are and who he is and where you both relate to each other, and uh, that's one of the, I think one of the big themes of the book. And I'm absolutely that's what I'm going through at the moment. I cried like a baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fitting, yeah. <laughs> and sorry, God. Yeah, I was just going to say that that that's it. I think that's one of the like the elements of like parenthood which tends to get overlooked. Parenthood often in those kind of early guidebooks tends to be turned into something quite technical almost. Yeah, like, these are some sleeping patterns you have to learn, and these are some things that you've got to know about feeding. Mm. But very often. they're they don't really talk about how you build a relationship with someone and they are a small person with their own desires and fears and wishes and personality traits yeah. even like really really young and no one really says to you like this is a human being that you've got to learn to understand no absolutely and it does you do tend to get all the literature
2: about new parenting is hit this mark, make sure they're doing this now, Can are they doing this don't worry if they're not doing this but kind of see a doctor if they're not doing this, <laughs> which yeah. I had one last week, which is terrifying yeah. um, but it I, I guess because having a whole person to deal with is such a huge thing mm. that you can't really put that across in, a, in an instructional manual uh, but it's yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible,
1: it's such a huge thing to go through yeah yeah exactly and because they're forming their own personalities so all the time i don't know like what you all thought but when when both my children were really small you're really conscious of the things that you're doing being memorable to them yeah, yeah. so you're yeah. like thinking, they're not at all until, until they're about four yeah exactly so yeah, okay you can do whatever you like Stu, until he's four mm, and yeah. then you've really got so you're in the really clear good right good. now yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's really you've good, got two out. years of just being <laughs> awful and then you've got to really back up your game <laughs>
2: that's the best advice I've ever heard Just yeah. have a
1: rest yeah. they're quite resilient they'll be fine the yeah. other
0: best advice anyone gave me was the first three months are absolutely terrible mm. uh, forget people saying they're magical they're lovely they're awful it's like a walking car crash but after that it starts to get alright on that note um, <laughs> we were going to discuss a few other things that have been going on in, in parenting this month mm. and one of which we can't ignore is Pokemon Go yeah absolutely which you've written yeah. quite a lot about yes. in regards yeah, well, I
1: think we've like we've frustrated some readers because we have written a lot of stories about Pokemon Go. But then every single Pokemon Go story we've written has just done astronomical figures. And there was, in the week that the game came out, the top nine technology stories, the top nine biggest scene stories of that week were all Pokemon Go. And we should tell people what Pokemon Go is. Yes.
0: Most people hopefully know what it is unless they've been living in the shed because even John Humphreys has probably talked about it. And yeah, I, they if, have. Yeah, I think they really have. Badly. in think
1: uh, they Yeah. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so what is po- Pokemon go. Well, Pokemon Go is an augmented reality spin-off from the popular Pokemon Go adventure role-playing series where essentially what you've got to do is travel around in the normal Pokemon Go games on Game Boy Advance. You travel around an environment capturing Pokemon and using them to battle other trainers and gaining more and more creatures. And the whole kind of catchphrase of Pokemon Go is you've got to catch them all. There's lots of these cute creatures. You've got to go around this landscape collecting. The landscape being the real world in this well, case. Well, in Pokemon Go it's in the real world. The, ri- yeah. the original Pokemon series is not. It's a fancy area. But yes, Pokemon Go is a game by Niantic Labs, who have worked on lots of augmented reality technology and, and software, and they've transported Pokémon into the real world. So you have a, a real kind of GPS map of your town or wherever you are, and it will tell you where roughly where Pokémon are. And you wander around, and you collect. You can use your camera to help you collect, capture Pokémon by flinging Pokéballs at them. And you, by, and it, by, by what? Sorry, by flinging Pokéballs. at you. <laughs> <them. laughs> uh, and is this, a, is this a game them. adults should in
0: any way be playing? Yes, everyone should be playing. Stu, is- is this a game adults <laughs> should in any way be
2: playing? I'm ignoring the games editor at this time um, I guess if you want to play you can. I've only realised recently my brother is really into it. He, and he's 32. And this is Pete. This of, is Pete. Of, of, of uh, the title uh, of your book, Don't yes. Be a Dick, Pete. Um, and I was out with him a few weeks ago and he was playing it. And I realised I've seen a lot of people recently just holding their phones above their heads, looking like they lost. Yes. Because there's a map on their phones. Doing so like, a bit of street theatre, pretending they're
1: looking at yeah, text. And all but, the time they're actually catching, catching a pinchy. I mean, this is the beautiful thing about it. And, you know, there's been so much anti-Pokemon Go coverage. People say, oh, this is terrible. It's Mm -hmm. another new fad that that are destroying children's brains. But in the week that it came out, I remember going to the park in Leamington. I was doing a talk in Leamington at the time. We went out to the park, and it was quite kind of overcast, rainy day. But there were groups of children. There were parents all around the park, and they were all playing. And people were getting together and comparing where they'd seen Pokemon, comparing notes. And it was just this amazing, completely improvised, instantaneous, is a social relationship people were building over this game which I think is like you know a magical thing I think that's wonderful I agree I've, I've
0: seen not only do I do it on my own anyway but, <laughs> but let's not talk about that <laughs> uh, but I've seen most of all I saw dads and sons doing it and not like 5 year olds I like saw sort 12 of year olds sons who wouldn't necessarily go out and do activities with their dads just on a you know weekend or whatever We're going out and doing it together on yeah. the bus and on the street and I've not seen that a great deal no.
1: frankly mm. really? <laughs> um, but yeah I mean there, there have been some brilliant stories about people taking it too far like people um, two people accidentally walking off a cliff yeah. while playing Pokemon Go uh, and there's a there's a great story in the mirror and a couple of other papers recently about a dad uh, his wife is giving birth in hospital uh, I've got the mirror version of the story here it's a guy in Texas and he was while she was giving birth to their first daughter he was on Pokemon Go trying to capture a, a Pidgey by her bed while she, was, uh, while she was going through labour which is pretty incredible one I mean that's obviously kind of disrespectful but two a Pidgey a very seriously <laughs> it's the emote one of the yeah. most common Pokemon it's like going bird spotting out of the window at
0: the same time and
1: seeing a pigeon Yeah, and, and you know getting your binoculars it out it's literally the flying rat of the Pokemon world so I mean you, you know for a, maybe for a Pikachu then you would do it but yeah so it's incredibly it's, it's, but it, this is the sort of thing that's happening people have become quite attached to the game
0: so that's Pokemon go what, what else have people been been seeing has anyone been dragged to the cinema to watch a children's film Recently, I think your kids saw Swallows and Amazons, is that yeah.
1: It? So um, Swallows and Amazons was one of my wife's favourite books when she was a child. Her mum, for her birthday one year, made her a Captain Nancy T-shirt because she was so obsessed with Swallows and Amazons. So she loved it. So she took my sons to go and see it. But they'd really struggled with the book because the book is actually really a sailing manual disguised <laughs> as a novel. It's you know there's, a, there's whole chapters on how to like rig a uh, rig a <laughs> sail, but the the film uh, she didn't like it because they've added some sort of more kind of mystery. And suspense to the story to make it a kind of a bit sort of darker and more dramatic. But my the son, my son's absolutely loved it. But yeah, we've 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 been to see that, and we've been to see uh, Jungle Book, and we've been to see Zootopia, Zootropolis, and Ghostbusters. We go and see a, a heck of a lot of films.
0: So and Jungle Book is just out on DVD yes. now, which I can highly recommend. It's the one is the first film I've been to with my son, who like I said is five, and and sometimes gets freaked out by the cinema, and he watched the whole thing, the whole way through without asking to go home sat on my knee at the end because it had got it got pretty scary but I'd very very if you haven't watched, I'd very no. firmly recommend it yeah
1: well, it's got it's, scary
0: bits in it but
1: it's quite, it's quite a nice, beautifully nice made, yeah,
0: beautifully made and for, more to the point I'd say and this is underestimated I think with kids films very well paced so there's very few quiet sections for kids to get bored very few quiet talky sections yeah, yeah. Um, there's, which I found I saw Finding Dory and Finding Dory a bit boring son asked
1: to go after mm. half an hour yeah our son's got bored in that and they don't usually get bored I mean, our, my sons watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and didn't get bored while, while I was clawing at the door <laughs> to get out <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah yeah, that's true but you're not you're not doing it you're, your son is
2: only 18 months 18 months so, I can't wait to go and see films with him but mm. the Jungle Book was the first film I went to see with my dad the cartoon the original one it was yeah, the first yeah. my son of yeah, and the that's, sort of, that's a thing that sort of stays with you that's the film I went to see with my dad for the yeah. first
1: Yeah, it's really lovely to be able to re- repeat those experiences Experiences Like, I took my sons to see uh, the new Star Wars film. And that was amazing, because I, cause, cause I remember going to see the first film with my dad. Mm. And it's just so lovely having those kind of circular relationships where those things happen, yeah. where you can kind of share a similar thing and know that they'll remember it. In a weird way, this brings us around to the
0: subject of this podcast, uh, is um, role, male role models yes. and what it means to look up to being a man, that whole mm. phrase, man up that kind of thing and and the
1: poisonous phrase of the patriarchy yeah (laughs) yes exactly no one says be a woman (laughs) no which they should yeah Yeah. well Laura Laura Barnes got her book out uh, called uh, uh, Girl Up which is about which is uh, addressing this very uh, but why girl why not woman And because it's uh, it's aimed at uh, young girls and teenagers. Well, then that makes sense. (laughs) 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 It's a really good book. But going back to
0: your childhood first, Mm. uh, did you feel that thing to man up, to be a man as a child? Did you feel that?
2: Not really as a child, I think. My dad is a kind of he's a plumber and he does lots of sort of actual man things and he's just built a shed and he's put drawers in and stuff and i couldn't do that in a million years still now as <laughs> an adult, i can't even do flat pack furniture so i think there's always i've kind of either sort of resisted it because i know i was bad at it or i just I didn't sort of it didn't jibe with me very well but yeah there is always image of the man i think in the like the early 80s as well, well so even he-man yeah, schwarzenegger it was all right that was amazing. the age of it yeah, you're, yeah. You're, a, you're a big guy with muscles who killed the baddies just like us yeah or like the cowboys and indians and stuff like that and I think I maybe it's softened a bit now I don't know so who who are the male role
1: models for kids now do we think who, uh, who are they looking up well to well my well my, my um, well Zach really loves like all the male pop stars he loves like One Direction and Justin Bieber I mean I don't think they're role models he just really he just really likes them but but there there is something in that isn't there because those are the mm.
0: people that you come to like I mean my son likes Andy Murray because he wins and he wears a hat so when we play tennis
1: <laughs> together I mean, that's he the says, thing every. Every, every, two things every role model needs: they need to win and they need to have a hat. A bit like Michael Jackson <laughs> yeah.
0: for a yeah. while, <laughs> and then he took off his hat and died. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but if we play tennis, then I have to, I have to not wear a hat so he can wear a hat. Right, win. so he can be the. Those yeah. are the those are the rules. Yeah. Uh,
1: so your sons, it's Justin Bieber and yeah, and he um, One Direction. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, they don't really have that many like male role models, I don't think.
0: So who are, who are Hours at that age. I, I'll give you mine first, okay? Uh, because I wrote it down and I want hmm. to get it out there. Uh, Philip Schofield, <laughs> really? Philip Schofield when he was in the broom cupboard, if you remember, with Gordon the Gopher. I, I, had, a, I had a thing about Philip Schofield, not a sexual thing no.
1: yeah, but, but just...
0: I did, it looked like a boy crush you know
2: that thing where I thought he was really funny yeah. with mm. Gordon the Gopher and quite cool and I sort of wanted his hair mm. he once came to my town to do a, a Gordon the Gopher sort of meet and greet at <sighs> our local leisure centre and the whole town turned up and he was there for like 30 seconds and he just said hi everyone Philip Schofield there's a <laughs> merchandise stall and everybody oh, just went oh, good we thing. thought you were cool
1: that, but, that same thing happened to me when I was a kid with Princess Anne oh
0: no <laughs> yeah. no one. Thought she yeah, meant. no, she was never a role. Did you say who's the merchandise?
1: Princess
2: Anne.
1: on the playground. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um yeah, no, she, she. I can remember her appearing at an event and like being on stage for 20 seconds yeah. or something, and then going. I don't know what I expected from Princess Anne, but it a brief 20... stand-up set. I think yeah. at the very <laughs> yeah, least. Yeah. 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 I didn't even mind if it was old material. So, you know, yeah. you
0: have to do that uh thing at school. What I did in the holidays, which yeah. is very relevant now. Obviously, we just finished those. Yeah. I once had to do, we did a trip at school and we had to write about going to see Princess Anne at the country show the Essex country show with a traction engine was and she in the traction engine I can't remember I would have
1: got my money's worth out of that Princess Anne in attraction traction yes, engine Philip Schofield in attraction traction wow, engine wow that
2: would have blown your mind <laughs>
0: yeah exactly well, who was yours we, he doesn't necessarily
2: I... have to be an attraction traction yeah. engine yeah. Keith was Princess Anne I, no, was, it Princess wasn't. Anne. <laughs> I was Princess was <laughs> Princess Anne it was Princess Anne no that's not what I prepared (laughs) Uh, my first and this might just be because I've got a work based email about him but Michael Rosen when I was at school, very young at school, he was on TV an awful lot, and just he was like a funny, nice, clever guy. Oh, and yes. I yes. I kind of I do think he, he's a bit of a hero. Was he the
1: per- the, per- the poet? Yeah yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm interviewing him this month. I'm really? so excited. Yeah, because I will I will lose my mind like I've never. I, I can contain it. Well, a if lot he when turns
1: I, up on a traction engine.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Princess, <laughs> with Princess <laughs> Anne yeah.
1: and
0: Philip Schofield. In the back. <laughs> Wow! No, he is a mate, and we
2: see very. We're going on a bear hunt, right? Which I yes, just spent a whole week reading
0: with my son. It's coming um, around again yeah. because
2: my son's just into that. He's he's learnt the word for bear now, so he just goes through the book going bear. Turns the page, bear. There's a bear, uh-huh. and the dog as well, because there's a dog in it as well. So now it's it's again. It's that sort of that second generation of. And you're going to be telling Michael Rosen, Oh yeah, yeah. I've got no questions prepared. I'm just going
1: to tell him stories about my son. About <laughs> until he leaves. I bet that never happens to him. <laughs> So can I briefly tell you my actual childhood role models? Because, like, surprisingly, it wasn't Princess Anne. <laughs> Although she ruined a perfectly good day out for me. No, basically, when I was, like, 10 or 11, I was completely obsessed with those kind of Saturday afternoon, evening American action drama series. So I loved the A-Team. I loved the Fall Guy. So uh, I loved Hannibal from the A-Team. He was obviously a role model for me. And I found out as well, Lee Majors in the Fall Guy, his, his, his name in the programme, which I'd forgotten for ages, was Colt Seavers which is just about the most American name from the 80s that you could possibly imagine isn't that
0: from a Jackie Collins novel It's sounds yeah. see conceivers, yeah, he, he's, he's conceivers grabbed her roughly
1: <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing <laughs> yep I can imagine that happening uh, and then I loved uh, Lee Van Cleef in The Master which was this this kind of really tacky ninja series where he was kind of an elderly warrior imparting his wisdom to a young charge so um, I love the fact that these were all kind of well known well established actors in the 60s and 70s who did this amazing stuff you know George Peppard was in Breakfast at mm. Uh But I discovered him as Hannibal. And Lee Van Cleef was this amazing Western actor and I discovered him as this ridiculous ninja tutor. So if you're saying these are your role models when
0: you're kids, these are our role models, our joint role models, yeah. is this because we wanted to be like them or because we wanted our dads to be like them? Oh, okay. you, I Hannibal... Want-
1: is a very he's the dad of the A-team. Yeah, he's the he? dad. Yeah, because I mean, you can look at the, the A Team as a nuclear family. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's the he's, so what does he. So what's he? So he's the dad. What's fa- Face? Is the kind of he's the mum. Do you think Face is the mum? Probably. I think Mom. I, know, I thought Mr T was mum. Oh, no, <laughs> I, th- I think Murdoch's I mean, the problem child. Char- he's <laughs> the youngest yeah. child. <laughs> yeah, Murdoch's the problem child. Char- yes. I'd say Face is the is maybe he's the older sister. Yeah, maybe. Older yeah. sister and then I Murdoch's like the younger brother. Hannibal's definitely... No, yeah, Hannibal, Yeah, so I think Mr T's definitely mum. Really? Yeah. She's very grumpy. Yeah. yeah, but she's got a lot of stuff to deal with. Yeah, and kids she's kids just ploughing through it. She's, yeah. Wearing, yeah. she's wearing quite a lot of jewellery. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that kind of works. <laughs> yeah. That's very 80s mum. <laughs> that is. She an 80s mum. <laughs> and yeah, she doesn't take any rubbish off anyone. It's, it's not her. a great relationship.
0: Not a great family no. holiday. So so what we're really saying is, Hannibal, you wanted to be your dad. I think I wanted to be Sir Philip Schofield. Ah, okay. uh
2: okay. I think I basically thought he was quite cool.
1: Mm.
2: I guess I wanted to be him. I, I don't know. Which one are we talking about? Michael Rosen. That's right. Yeah. You Although now be- you've brought up the 18. That's just a, unlocked unlocks yeah. a whole other world of... I
1: think, yeah. Man. Maybe you wanted think him I'm to be your
2: clever professorial uncle. Did you want him to be your ninja trainer? Yes. Your Mr Miyagi. I'm... I'm- very bad at uh, ninja skills all my life yeah because yeah because you never had michael traditionally Roses. very important
0: poets <laughs> aren't that good at ninja no and let's bring it back to now let's uh, think about you do uh, tv reviewing obviously mm-hmm. for the guardian uh who are the strong role models on tv now for kids if you were a dad who would you well you are a dad but if your kids were of an age
2: if your child was of an age to watch tv who would you want them to look up to I don't know actually, and I I'm kind of struggling with this at the moment. There's lots of when I've been going out clothes shopping with my son, there's just been a lot of superheroes. Mm-hmm. If you go to h H&M, you can't move for superheroes yeah. on clothing. I'm not sure that's the sort of thing. It's I, not always, very I want is to it? put on him before he makes that decision. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. I don't want to be, um, but I,
1: I, yeah, in terms of what's on TV now, God. Well, the weird thing is, it's basically YouTube, isn't it? My kids watch YouTube, yeah. so my kids are probably their role models. People like Dan TDM and Stampy and people like that who they really actually do look up to and and you know look, you realize when you go to a place like a games festival which I do quite a lot and you see a group of children playing Minecraft together often they are without maybe not even knowing it they're role playing as Stampy and Dan TVM they're making the same kind of jokes and observations as those mm-hmm. YouTubers are i can kind of get that though because at least
0: that's achievable whereas being a yeah. superhero or cristiano ronaldo is not very achievable for most kids although at least they can probably play football but they can't fly that well
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, it, it's weird. Like my, Zach, I suspect Zach's first hero is probably weirdly Zach Efron. From the, he loved the um, High School Musical films, and that that was brilliant for me because uh, it was the first thing he watched and loved that wasn't an animated television program. So I, I just thought, oh my goodness, I'm looking at real human beings. It's such a relief, mm. and it got him really into music as well. And he wanted to dress like you know we got he got clothes like Zach Efron in in High School Musical. So, but it's interesting because he's you know he's reasonably i mean he's like a beautiful guy he's not colt Seavers. you know he's not no one's so i I think it's quite interesting that a lot of the male role models now if you look at the youtube it's like people like dan tm you know dan very kind of very pretty got kind of justin bieber type hair it seems feels very different like ours were much kind of older gruffer and now it's much more kind of maybe relatable characters but also much more kind of I've known traditionally less masculine role mm. models, which I think is quite interesting, apart from, obviously, Marvel superheroes. But what about in books?
0: So one of the things we're going to try and ask, I guess, every week, or every episode, is who your favourite father is in fiction. Uh, Stuart, who's your
2: favourite My favourite is William from Danny Champion of the World, the Roald Dahl book, yeah. which I really fought against when I was trying to think of this, because Roald Dahl, the more I learn about him, the less I like him. Mm-hmm. He was just a terrible anti-Semite and... Uh, uh, he did some. He said some awful things. But that book, I think, it is kind of slightly two-dimensional in that, like, there's a guy on his own and he's got his son. But what I lo- really love about their relationship is that they work together. It's not always one way. They help each other out. And uh, the dad breaks his leg at one point, and Danny comes and finds him. So it's, I, that's what I really like. It's a nice sort of two-way street with them. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah it's exactly. kind of the only role Dale book I really like, actually, for that part of that reason that it's much warmer than some of the others. Mm. If you think about most of the others, they don't really have warm. Parental figures—it's grandfathers or it's
1: uncles, or, you know. Yeah, yeah. and adults a, a lot of the time they're sort of the enemy mm-hmm. in, the, in the, the books as well. Yeah. so it's nice to. Have I mean, the... yeah, in some ways I kind of quite liked that because it was doing that. He was kind of doing that thing that traditional fairy tales did, which was isolate children from their parents. In you know, a mm. it wasn't. He was saying he was kind of a lot of his books about what like, you've got to do this by yourself, and you're this in this bizarre situation, and your parents either aren't there or are incapable of helping. And that's essentially what fairy tales did like 200 years ago was essentially uh trying to teach children the basics of survival, but without parental figures being there mm. so so i quite I kind of liked that about it but i did like i did like um Champion. Yeah, and it wasn't ever a book I liked. I'd read a lot
2: of Dal when I was a kid, and that always seemed a bit boring and a bit flat, but it's it's something I sort of went back to more than you know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And um,
0: what image this going back to the role model thing, but when you knew you were having a child, mm-hmm. what image did you have as yourself as a role model? Did you have an image that you wanted to
2: project as a dad? Yeah, I guess I wanted to be, I think when that happens, you sort of you see your own failings and you you see things that you want to fix rather than I'm great I will do this so I wanted to be a lot more capable than I was and um, a bit more fearless I didn't want to sort of be the the scared dad who didn't want to join in with all the stuff so I'm, I'm, yeah I'm working on that but hopefully Mm -hmm. I just want to be uh, capable and responsible and is that in reaction like to your own dad oh no my my dad is a super oh I guess it is or you wanted to be like that yeah my mm -hmm. dad is obviously the dad figure I always have in my head and he's always if there's something that needs to be done he'll just go and do it and he'll build things with his hands and he'll just, he doesn't sort of wooly around problems like I do he's very sort of straight to the heart of the matter Um, and yeah god I suppose I am,
1: I just him to be like my dad
2: it's oh god
1: It's alright, there's always Michael Rosen <laughs> Yeah, there are the two There are definitely things that happen to you don't you, where you realise that you think, I've got to get this right because mm. they're going to remember this, like a couple of weeks ago, uh, we lived like backing onto some fields where, where I live in in Somerset and um we got up one morning, my son's going to play in the garden, came back to Screaming, there was a dead rat in the garden, and they and uh, they said, "Daddy, Daddy, you've got to get rid of this. It's horrible." And uh, I, it's one of those moments you think, "I have got to get this right. Yeah. I have got to get that rat somehow into a bag <laughs> without uh, screaming, without screaming Obviously. or crying." <laughs> uh, but I did it. I, you know, I got a plastic bag. I went down to the garden. And I said, "Stand back, everyone." Nice. But why you? Why was it you? Why was it not uh, more Um She wasn't that keen either. I'm I just this- wondering if this is the sort of thing that falls to dads whether we like it or not yeah. and basically
0: we're really scared
1: yeah i mean i i was okay i felt okay about it because i think because it's kind of con- it's easily controllable so it's easy for me to put my hand in a plastic bag and grab a rat and then take it <laughs> well i mean it was, as you do and it's yeah. crawling with maggots as well oh. uh so god knows how I got it got in our garden we still don't know anyway so yeah i did manage to do that but it was one of those things where it's one of those moments where you think i've got to get this right but you feel bad you feel stupid for thinking that because why should you know why should i have to get it right why couldn't I just run away crying hey, man <laughs> my, that would be my I'm going to get a guy from the yellow yeah. Pages the rat collector yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Isn't that James Patterson? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's one of those little tests that you feel like, yes, mm. I've got to get this right because this is something that's going to be remembered.
0: So. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because when we were on holiday last week, for some reason, my son Isaac suddenly got into playing football a bit. We took football with us and, and he's actually really quite good. He can, he can kick it quite hard towards you. And I thought, oh, I really can't mess this because I've never been very good at football. Who, right. you know, none of mm-hmm. us, most of us, aren't certainly publishing. And um, and I suddenly started to b- become incredibly self conscious about playing football with a five year old, in case I messed it up. And he looked at me and thought, "You're rubbish, Dad."
1: Yeah, that's yeah. hard. Yeah, I don't. Luckily, I'm amazing at football, so it's not something I have to face. And <laughs> it all
0: becomes very ma- masculine yes. and macho, mm, yeah, yeah. however much we don't want it to. So you're but. <laughs> Yes, um, it's also sort of about a role model. It is,
2: and it's about fathers and sons and everything. As but well. it's about your brother mainly. It's about my brother. It's technically it's a biography of my brother, who is the gift card manager of a large department store chain. And it's called Don't Be a Dick. It's Pete. called Don't Be a Dick, Pete. And it's a book about our relationship. Um, I was always—it's a joke in our family. I was always the favourite son. I did well at school. I was polite. I helped people. I was thoughtful. And Pete was just this scabby lump. He had really bad eczema. <laughs> walk until he was 18 months old ungrateful he swore a lot got in a lot of trouble played truant at school so he was always like the disappointment hello Pete, if you- Hi, Pete. <laughs> he, he, knows, Hi. he knows yeah I moved away I went to university I went lived in a different country I moved to London got married uh, got my wife pregnant and moved back because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man <laughs> uh, I moved back to my hometown a couple of years ago and I found that Pete's sort of taken my place and now he's the favourite son and I'm the sort of the gadabout who disappeared yeah I just I'm the one who sees people three times a year and so as well as being uh, sort of stories about how Pete used to beat me up and all the terrible things he's done in his life it's a lot about me trying to sort of figure out where I am in relationship to my family because I it feels like they all moved on in the same place and I've come back trying to be as I was and now everything's changed trying to find your place in the family
1: now that the dynamics have changed yeah Yeah. Yeah. and do you feel changed?
2: I always do until I get back until it's like Sunday lunch and everyone's exactly the same the same, yeah. and I'm in ent- I behave entirely differently, and my wife's sitting next to me, going, "I didn't marry this person." <laughs> when
0: you <laughs> say differently, you are you kind of like, "Well, what's for breakfast? Avocado on toast?" <laughs> you know, is that? <laughs> oh of- no,
2: no, no! I, 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 I behaving di- to my wife. I'm behaving differently. I go back to oh, sort of fourteen-year-old me. Yes. Who's like, "Oh, shut up, mum!" Uh, and I'm not doing the washing up. Well, as, <laughs> I, as an adult, I think quite responsible and thoughtful, and I'd like to help people. But you just sort of you fall back into the old weird patterns. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. What so what? What Made you think of writing a book about well I originally my brother's really into um, running and triathlons and tough mudders and things like that and he made me do a tough mudder with him uh, and I hated it I hated it completely a tough mudder is uh, like an obstacle course half marathon length obstacle course race where there's mud and electricity and long jumps off tall things and it's horrible. And he loves them. And I wanted to write something about Tough Mudders and how I hate them so much. And I was talking to my agent and he said, this is a book about your brother. This isn't, hasn't got anything to do about running. So that's how, that's how it, sort of, it turned out. And I've written about him for The Guardian a few times. And people are like, oh, my God, he was a GCSE. I wrote a thing about uh, Pete and he was a GCSE course paper this year.
1: What? What, what do you mean? Like he he was was a the, English,
2: the English uh, literature paper for uh, GCSE level of English this year was um, a piece I wrote about Pete and what an arsehole which yeah, is amazing, really? amazing, amazing publicity. You've text. Text. Yeah, I got so many sixteen-year-olds just saying, "Oh, I think I, really I, think I got you. your gender wrong. I don't think I've done very well at this." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Failed by GCSE English yeah. for
0: getting this one's gender. Yeah. Wrong. So they're doing like the Great Gatsby, Macbeth, and uh, yeah, it's I like, think like, about um, you
2: and your. Thing I wrote in an afternoon really quickly wow. for Guardian Online. Yeah, and so Pete's like this hero to all these 16 year olds because they follow him as well now on Twitter. He's got all these weird new followers. Wow.
1: Yeah. Now we've seen
2: that coming. No, 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 and I didn't know what was going on at the beginning because I just, I just started, started getting these tweets saying, oh, your brother's a legend. I was like,
1: well, who are you? You're a child.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Small, weird.
0: Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, Ata botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults Gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. we have a one minute quiz I say one minute it might be five it <laughs> might be 30 seconds Okay. am yes. I doing these questions I yeah you should do you I'll should do, do the questions okay so you ready it's going to be the dad quiz and I'm going to work out if you're a responsible parent at the end of oh, okay so That's I nice think sound. if you mind oh, Keith okay and give him a mark at the end <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> I already regret this
0: <laughs> okay
2: you ready yep you ready okay. yep okay best thing about being a dad um, best thing about being a dad getting to leave things that I don't want to be at and get saying no to things <laughs> Yeah, good answer and the worst worst uh, nappies uh, you're, <laughs> you're trapped at a station with no food for the kids what do you do <laughs> this has happened before do everything I can to make him go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> will you friend your kids on Facebook oh no
0: one thing your dad did that you've sworn not to repeat and have <laughs> oh oh god my baby's very new so nothing yet um, yeah sorry uh, I'll treat that as a pass mark in bed. Okay. Are you dad, daddy, or something else? I'm dadden. <laughs> okay. Dadden.
2: He, dadden. Can't, he can't quite say daddy yet. So that's option C. Most disgusting parenting moment? Oh, um, I've, I've spent a day with poo on my hands. <laughs> was that <Right>? child poo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. That, uh, we had a baby like six months after that. <laughs> 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 that was nine months before. Yeah, no. Just filth, oh. just, just bodily fluids. <laughs> right. uh, Crocs, yes or no?
0: For me or for him? I'm not, I'm not specifying. Me? Just absolutely not. Him? In.
2: Yes. Most hated habit of other dads? Oh, right. So this is, this is something my wife said that she saw, and I've taken against it. She went to a baby swimming class, and there was a bearded dad who, during all of the swimming songs, harmonised.
1: No, that's
2: bad. And I've never, I haven't seen anything that bad yet, but oh. Yeah, I hate that guy. Uh, (laughs) And finally, if you could go back and tell yourself
0: one thing about fatherhood, what would it be?
2: I would say, uh, right, truthful answer. I'd just be patient. Just you can't fix everything immediately. There are
1: phases. Kids will grow out of it. Stop worrying so much. Perfect. Okay, if you can talk about yourselves for a second, I'll add these scores up. Excellent. Okay. How do you think you did? Quite badly.
0: Yeah, you yeah. even
1: passed on
0: a question. I like know. How
2: passes on a question about their own child? <laughs> <Just because laughs> That's
0: You could have at least thought of something you didn't want to yeah. repeat of your dad. <laughs> blowing cigarettes
2: <laughs> in my face there you go but I haven't done that yeah but that means you haven't done oh, it oh, oh, okay. oh I
0: misheard the question well, well no to be fair it is meant to be something you have done oh, okay. oh we've I've, got, I've a mark. got a score I've got a score so what's
1: the what's the pass mark in like GCSEs oh. isn't it about 60, 50, 40 okay 50, 40, well, 30 you've you scored you've scored 60 out of 100 okay. so I'm saying right that's,
2: that's a two-feel well, what, what,
1: what, what can I do better on Um
2: what was the first and the third
1: question? The first
2: question—you <laughs> wouldn't know this was our
0: first time. First question was best thing about being a dad.
1: Uh, what did you say? <laughs> I can't remember. Well, you got five out of ten for okay that. So avoiding. You so, oh, oh, yes. oh getting out size. You Oh, said yeah, getting right. out of things. Yeah. I thought that was that that was yeah. It wasn't very. That yeah. was pretty selfish. What yeah. I meant was
2: like the everlasting. Beauty of the human uh, life, and, and the third man. one
0: was the food at the station where he didn't even attempt to give the children food. What am I yes.
2: do? Pick stuff off the ground? Fast food? food. foods? Fast foods there?
1: Food. You you for time. Time. I didn't and say that you didn't
2: have any food. I said oh, you I had. no I thought. Food. Oh right. Well, in that case, I'd buy my son some food. The way I heard, it <laughs> well, was, apparently not. <laughs> you're, at a, you're at a train station for some reason. All the gates are locked, and you're just trapped <laughs> on a platform.
1: It's not Dawn It wasn't some sort of dystopian, nightmarish thriller. Give him your finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shop a You're finger. on the road by Cormac um... McCartney?
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'd like to
1: revise that to buy him some food. It's yeah. too late now. It would be what your choice of food would be. I was going to judge you on that and then I just judged
0: you on trying to make my child sleep. Stuart Heritage okay. you scored a solid mm. 60 it's not out of 10 It's not it's bad. bad. It's not bad. I'm not sure it's going to be a leading mark at the end of the season I series. gave you a 10 out of 10. Is this going to
2: be like the Top Gear lap time thing? Are you gonna yes, have like the best is. At- oh is. We're going to so
1: like on the wall. Solid yeah. 60. We'll slap it on you, this, or well, we don't, don't really. But have. I did give you 10 out of 10 for the harmonizing dad Good. with a beard. That was hideous. I was expecting it to be like Speedo's story, but like,
2: luckily you no, swerved no. away from that. He, he harmonized along oh. with a song that he'd never heard before until that oh. moment.
0: A bit like you do sort of Christmas carols or hymns mm. where you just
2: kind Yeah, of a bit like taken. the worst person always does when they're singing happy birthday, the person who goes high at the end of happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, worse. that was a solid 10 out of 10. Yes.
0: yes. Right, Stuart okay. Heritage, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, your book, Don't Be a Dick Pete, is out next May. 2017 yes uh, Keith that was the end of our first
1: podcast it was I think it was okay I'd give us a solid 60 <laughs> <laughs> I'd go 59 right okay yeah, yeah. 59 just, give to give, something to aim just to be polite And really. my books out as well so, can
0: buy. indeed A Boy Made Blocks is out now uh, available for anyone who wants a good book £12.99 it cheaper in some places <laughs> uh, thank you very much join us next time for more chat about being a dad
2: This has been a Hatcher audio podcast. This week's corrections. The author of Girl Up is not Laura Barton, but in fact, Laura Bates. Rodau may or may not have been an anti-Semite. Keith Stewart used the American title Zootopia for the film Zootropolis. It is also called Zoomania in Germany. Princess Anne's husband was Captain Mark Phillips. They are now divorced. He is not a duke. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. Goodbye. Selling a little or a lot?